Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk a bunch of animated shows and movies here with new podcasts every other Wednesday. Find everything about us at OverlyAnimated.com. I'm Dylan Heisen, and uh, today for this first part of the podcast, I'm joined by Ali Martin. Hello. And Alex Bonilla. Hello. And we'll be joined by April Collins later to talk about Raya and the Last Dragon, which is our main topic this week. Uh, we'll be t- uh, the latest Disney Princess release uh, that went out on Disney Plus recently. So we're talking Raya in our main topic. But before that, we have a what we've been watching segment. We're going to cover a bunch of recent releases in animation. Um, so you can find uh, the timestamps for when we're talking about certain shows and the timestamp for when we get to our main topic of Raya in the podcast description. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, there should be a pinned comment. So find all the times there with maybe minor spoilers, I would say, for the what watching shows. And then we'll do a spoiler free segment for Raya before getting into spoilers for that. So find all those timestamps uh, below in the podcast. Um, and the only other thing before we get into that is I want to plug our YouTube because we started doing some live stream and video content there that we have not posted on the podcast feed yet. That is youtube.com slash overly animated. Um, me, Delaney Alley did a, uh, reaction to the Avatar Studios news. Um, yeah. so you find all of our thoughts about that on our YouTube. I also posted that as a video and we did a live stream of a, uh, mean girl bracket and we're going to do potentially a himbo bracket. Yeah. So <laughs> big, important topics, uh, going on on the overly animated YouTube live stream. So find that, uh, subscribe there to not miss any of those. Okay. You don't want to. Miss it. <laughs> you don't want to miss it. It's very important. Yeah. We're doing, doing brackets for March, but we have, uh, busy time now for animation releases. Uh, finally, we got a lot of stuff coming out. So we're going to go through a, a bunch of shows and movies, uh, question mark, at least one movie here. Uh, but <laughs> with uh, me, Alex and Ali, let's start with Amphibia is back. Uh, probably yes. the biggest uh, release that is biggest show, I guess, that we've had. It's it's back for its 12th episode, the second half of season two. It's going to be airing weekly on Disney. Uh, Alex, what is the uh, headline from the Amphibia, uh, I guess, like mid-season premiere? I think just that it's back, that we're finally getting, <laughs> getting into season two. I mean, I'll admit, I mean, Night Drivers and Return to Warwood are fun enough episodes. I mean, it's nice always for the, to, get, to get some uh, some Sprig and Polly action uh, in there. But honestly, like, I'm just really hyped for After the Rain this week. <laughs> so, like, I'm, I, I really want that to come. But so, it, it, more, more than anything, like, I think the headline is just, it's, you know, like, e- easing us back into this uh, n- new second half or going back to to where we were for most of season one, and you know, get, getting getting uh, the supporting cast uh, back back in line, like seeing all the city, all the Wartwood uh, folks again. So yeah, I, I'm just I'm just happy for for Amphibia to be back, and I am really excited for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, definitely, Ali. Any uh, thoughts on that first episode? Well, I mean, like Alex said, I appreciate that they're like easing us back in before they like throw trauma right at us because I mean Matt's tweets it seemed kind of cryptic when he's like I can't believe this episode is in one week like what does that mean man I'm really excited it means it's important it does and it could possibly also be traumatic we could get like a double whammy (laughs) um I really like the episodes I appreciate that I mean not that like a lot of shows don't do this but I like the like wacky joke the chicken what was it called the creature in um return to Wartwood the demon chicken monster. <laughs> yeah, it, it had some crazy name. The the demonic the rituals were a nice touch. They were. <laughs> and I love seeing all the characters to like Hop Pop's girlfriends back. We get to see Ivy again and Wally is the best. 
Nice. Yeah, my only main thought, I think the show finally wore me down on Sprig Ivy. I think this episode, I yeah, think please. it got me on board finally. Um, finally, because Sprig Anne Ivy. is freaking out, isn't it? Uh, I don't that know. Helps, it, it was, it was no, I think, the cutest here. The, the, the stones or whatever, the mat. Yeah, the, it was It was really cute. Oh, yeah, the shells. The shells, it, yeah. It, it's it's really because cute. Anne reminded us of the ship name. <laughs> yeah, so Sprig, yeah. But, Sprig. Uh, Sprig. Yeah, I'll, I'll always be a hardcore Sprig shipper, though. Don't worry about it. Oh, boy. But, uh, yeah. Um, waiting no, for that robot to do something soon, too. Um, I think yeah, that's... That too. Uh, but yeah, very exciting Amphibia episodes coming up. What if that's what the rain is referring to? Like, it's going to make him rust... We'll get to it. Yeah, get the robot out of the rain. That's a good point. Okay. I didn't think about that until now. I forgot about the robot. (laughs) He's there at the end of the episode. Yeah, that robot walked through all that fog they drove through. It's it's, it's rusty enough already. That's that's a good point. Mm, Yeah, it's a fog made of moisture. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, so uh, fun uh, premiere back to Amphibia, and we're looking forward to the next few weeks. We have a, yeah, a hype episode in a few days as of when we're recording this. Um, and so we'll be back probably in the next segment we'll do in a month for this. So a bunch of Amphibia will have aired by then. So looking forward to all of that. Um, next show we want to get to is uh, Kid Cosmic, um, which is a new show on Netflix that came out the beginning of February. Um, and this is, uh, a very interesting new show by Craig McCracken, uh, creator of Powerpuff Girls. Um, so big, big oh. name. And, uh, this is the big thing you'll hear about. This is the first serialized show. Um, so, you know, he gets, uh, mm. do it as an in-house show. Netflix first, uh, first serialized show. And I do think it gets very serialized in kind of the second half of the season, uh, Kid Cosmic. Um, but uh yeah, I, I really this is it's like ten episodes, pretty short on Netflix. Uh I, I really like Kid Cosmic. I'm very high on it. Um I it's like really interesting visually, kinda of like a little bit of a low frame rate, um, which I'm not used to and like kinda comic comic style going on. Like Spider Verse? Um a little bit I haven't like, seen like, it. It's on like my like list that. now. Yeah, I could, I could, yeah, not like the same style, but I think closer to that than but when you say frame rate. Are. Yeah, I think the frame rate, yeah. Um, the music I think is really incredible. I just, I just think it's really fun. Yeah. It's about like, uh, a kid, the main character's name's kid and he gets, uh, finds these rings of power and, uh, just a superhero riffing and stuff. And there's some really fun episodes. Alex, you can keep checked it out. Uh, yeah, I, I, would you believe it? This is the first Craig McCracken show I've checked out. So <laughs> I, I, I don't have any Powerpuff Girls or Wander Over Yonder experience. I know that that's Foster's Wander Over Home show, for Imaginary yeah, that, that's yeah, that that most either, important. So. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I thought this show was was all right. I think that the the soundtrack, the music is a, a special uh, strong suit of, of this show. Like the old fashioned punk uh, theme for 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 kid is is always a delight when it comes up. Um, the character of Joe, I, I think, uh, is very winning. Um, I, I like her development through throughout the show. The cat. Um, Cat is nice. I will say, like it's. Uh, well, okay. So, um, is it a spoiler to say what happens to the cat? In yeah, this it's kind of a spoiler, but it's, there's fun <laughs> stuff happens with the cat. Just stay yeah, tuned fun, for the cat. fun stuff happens with the cat, and I think the cat is is uh, is a nice part of that second half of the season. Um, I will say that the, the the story did kind of lose me in the in the middle a little bit. Like it does it does fall into some well, like superhero shows are a thing where like it's kind of hard to find a unique angle on these days due to how many shows there are that use it. So there's some stuff that's a little predictable. 
but I think for the most part, it, it, it maneuvers well enough to earn its uh, its uh, final episode as well as it, it does end on a kind of a cliffhanger. So uh, and I think that it, it's good enough of a hook for a season two. So I, I enjoyed the experience and I think that there are some specific part like the, the aesthetic of it, the feel, the feel of it, like the music combined with the look of the show, like very old fashioned comic feel. Um, I, I think all that is it's it's strength. Yeah, um, I so I think I think the show is trying to play with comic tropes. So I, I you know I, I think it's purposefully kind of doing uh, things we're used to and then riffing on them a little bit. So you know you're you you might think that's a little stale or you might think it's it's uh, interesting how they their take on it. Um, but uh, yeah, I think the, the visual style is really good and uh, it's, this, yeah, it goes in really interesting directions. The second half, I want to uh, highlight episode four with the documentary style. I think was like really incredible, different alien invasions, and then the Earth Force enforcement force uh which you will know in time about when you get there is the one of my favorite things uh absolutely love the earth force enforcement force yeah no i i, I personally it's i'm such a mouthful i know it's, it's, a, it's great uh personally i love the show i think this is like a really strong uh one of the strongest like for i have to say this a lot but one of the strongest premiere seasons i think for a show i've seen in a while and yeah we are getting a second season of kid cosmic so uh looking forward nice. to that um Okay, next new show, also on Netflix, this is a little bit more recent, um, is City of Ghosts. Um, not very different from Kid Cosmic, but I feel like similarly <laughs> different, both pretty unique shows um, from what we normally see. This is by uh, created by Elizabeth Ido, who worked on Adventure Time. Um, very difficult show to describe, City of Ghosts. I will say it's a very short watch. It's on Netflix. Um, so I would say this is, this show is like a love letter to diverse communities in Los Angeles. Uh, I think that is like my summary of what's going on here. Ostensibly, it's about a group of kids who are ghosts, uh, like have a ghost club, but I think it's like not really about that. Um, and, uh, this visually, the show is incredibly interesting. It's like 3D characters, um on top of photorealistic backgrounds sometimes actual live action backgrounds and then like sometimes like rotoscope backgrounds i think um but it's like real places in la like some of the people are real people i think um so and it's just like highlighting different uh diverse communities it's very wholesome and uh sweet and like a chill watch i would say alex what do you think I I love this show. Like I, I think this is my this is my favorite thing I've watched this year so far. Like oh. it's just ve- very very comforting to watch. It it's educational in a way where that it doesn't feel like a lecture, but like at the same time, like it is kind of like interview style where like they're talking with with actual people from the community, and they're things that you would like never really hear about in your normal day to day life. Like they they get into like the Japanese American community, into the indigenous uh, community. Uh, uh, there was a, 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 a segment where it was ta- uh, speaking with the uh, Sap- uh, Sapoteco speaker in Koreatown, which is like a real <laughs> a real curveball of a combination of of cultures and just like really showing off like the the melting pot that Los Angeles is and like uh, all the things that go under the radar and yeah like the the uh, the construction of the show where it's like these kids are like hunting are like tra- tracking these ghosts but like it's so soft and so like um like it, they're literally just like seeking them out like trying to like be nice to everybody and like the ghosts are nice and everybody's just like talking freely without like any conflict in the world really so like it's just it, it's it's such a 
it's a it's a pretty show to watch. It's a comforting show to watch. I think it's honestly an important show to watch if you want to um, really expand your uh, your cultural knowledge. So I I think it's uh, it's just a a very fun and interesting uh, combination. Like it, it uh, n- no action really to speak of, but like just the the general like for like slow tv like this is like the peak of that so i i i really enjoyed it peak I slow tv on my list now so that's interesting to hear yeah i agree it's very important um and i learned a lot watching it um and i i think it's more i i think this is more of a documentary closer to that than a traditional narrative it's like not I'd, real I'd but like yeah i think like so if you're going in expecting like a traditional like normally i i would watch like more of traditional narratives than documentaries so it's it is it's different than a lot different than what i normally see um but yeah you just have to think of it more as as that type of show and it is like a fake documentary style and like the documentary they're making is is fake and the kids are fake but everything else around them's real i guess is, is like what's going on basically um but yeah it's 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 um like really interesting a lot of interesting information about different people in los angeles um one of the kids uh thomas uh, says in the second episode they go by they them pronouns uh, and voiced by a uh, trans boy um nice. so love that love that character and uh yeah i mean uh, well i don't know if they're i actually don't know if we're getting more episodes of city of ghosts or not but uh this it's it's I really, really hope so <laughs> yeah it'd be really nice um so yeah, I think definitely recommend checking out this show uh, for like its importance and just to see what's up with this because this is not like anything you've seen. I think. Uh, also, I would quickly recommend uh, if you have not checked out uh, Elizabeth Ito's uh, "Welcome to My Life" short, which was released by Cartoon Network uh, a couple of years ago. It's uh, it's actually a similar style, and you can see the the connecting tissue between that and the show. And uh, it's, uh, I would, if in case you haven't checked that out, I, I would also recommend uh, that as well. And just I, I'm really excited for Ito to finally get her chance uh, since I've seen her name since since following Adventure Time for the first time. So it's great that the the that we uh when when somebody gets that opportunity to make something as unique as, as this yeah i definitely agree um cool so that's city of ghosts let's check in on craig of the creek now it's been a little bit on the podcast since we've talked about craig um so since the last time we talked about it the rise of the fall the rise and fall of the green poncho to craig world is the kind of episode segments that we would be covering here which is a lot of episodes um but i think basically uh this is the majority of winter time in craig um and uh, Alex, I think, is caught up, and Ali's not caught up, so we'll try not to spoil Ali. But uh, the, the, it's uh, okay. Yeah, it's, it's Craig, Craig's been airing in very weird, sporadic segments. Um, and uh, yeah, we so I think like winter came with Craig, and we're like, oh, that's cute that we're gonna get like a, like a few episodes in winter. But it's like half the season that was take place in winter. And I was really not expecting that. Um, <laughs> Alex, what did you think of our time? And you know, I guess spoiler: winter is is over as of like two episodes uh, that just happened. Um, not really a spoiler, but yeah, we we find finally made it to spring but what did you think of our time in winter alex um i think it was fine i, I think that they they use uh, you know like stuff like snowball fights and uh the 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 episode where uh the they built like di- uh, different snow houses was got increasingly insane <laughs> as, as it went on so i i enjoyed using uh snow for that purpose um yeah obviously breaking the ice i think is a notable episode in this one yeah let's go through, let's go through some of the yeah so you've mentioned yeah. two i had to highlight already so welcome to creek street i think is the uh 
the snow uh for it like i think that's that's like uh to me is an incredible episode it's like uh one of the all-time craig great episodes um <laughs> that was uh like just super imaginative i feel like it was like a cardboard-esque type uh building that they had going on um and uh bobby oh wait bobby in that one uh but there's one of my big takes uh craig crew uh i can tell you want to make bobby an official member of the stump kids what just do it just just do it like you bobby is popping up every other episode now we have to come up with some reason for him to be part of the the action just make just make him an official stump kid member uh like uh, just do it um but yeah he bobby was great in this episode yeah and breaking the ice so uh okay this is kind of a spoiler but i think you've seen it by now if you're following craig at all which is that we're getting the the new uh craig of the creek ship craig and wildernessa we figure out wildernessa has a crush on craig in this episode um drama ensues because we knew that kelsey had a crush on wildernessa so is this a craig of the creek love triangle that's gonna happen we haven't really seen it happen yet manifest yet Look, th- th- this just makes it easier for Kelsey and Stax to happen. Yeah, Kelsey, that because we also that 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 texting episode we had the Kelsey Stax Wildernessa love triangle, and now we have a separate Wildernessa involved love triangle. And, uh, Everybody loves Wildernessa. It's apparently yeah, uh, it's definitely. It's, and it, it was a good, it was a good episode for Wildernessa. I feel like we had been missing um, that that side, like you know her like norm norm uh, outside of the creek life uh, knowledge to like figure out like where how her character um, is, is working. So I'm, I'm glad that we finally got some of that. So it helps a little bit understand better the the chemistry going on there. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what we do with this cr- new crush. Uh, let's let's I, I bring Kelsey into the mix. I want to see the drama. Come on, let's do it. <laughs> it's fine because it's not an entirely hetero love triangle. Yeah, no, it's it'd be interesting. Um, uh, other other notable episodes: Winter Break, thirty minute special. Um, I think was really good. Ooh, um, that was our. Yeah, I gotta uh, get caught up. This is insane. Yeah, there's a, there's a big snowball fight, right? I think that episode. Um, that was fun. Uh, yeah, I mentioned Rise and Fall of the Green Poncho. That was a big plot episode. That was then followed up at the end of Fan or Foe, which was a ridiculous, uh, fun episode about like con culture. Oh, um, uh, oh <laughs> Rise and Fall of the Green Poncho, introduction of Michelle, uh, the, the original Green Poncho. Uh, really loved her. Uh, I, I hope we, we get at least one more episode with her. Since that was a flashback, I, I feel like that's doubtful, but oh, yeah. I, I, I really liked her. <laughs> Nice. Maybe she's in college now. What if she'll or she'll she's probably Bernard's age now. Do we have any college kids on like, like getting ready for college kid yeah. age? Yeah, yeah. Um, the, I want to ask how many weed references were there in this group of episodes? Oh, well, let's get to the convention episode. Well, yeah, Fanner Fannerfo <laughs> is the big one. Yeah, so point. watch that one. Yeah, and we learn uh, that the, we we see a fake anime in this episode that has big plot ramifications. Actually, is really really interesting. <laughs> Um, so I like, I like the, the con episode, uh, the sunflower is the one where we see that it's spring now. And that's a very notable episode, I think, because of the ending very like melancholic dealing with grief, uh, tie a song in there. Um, I think that was a pretty powerful episode. Um, and then, yeah, th- this last group that we just got the last four, I think were really, cause I was like, cause also Craig world, I think was really fun too. Um, there's fake, they make a fake theme park, uh, journey to the center of the Creek, uh, my big take with Craig World is, uh, how were the cardboard kids not involved with what was going on here? This was an entirely cardboard, uh, theme park, and th- you're just gonna ignore the cardboard kids who are experts in this? I am deeply offended as number one cardboard kid Stan, number one Carter Stan. Um, we better get a third cardboard episode. This does not count because you did not put Carter and, uh. Is this a plot hole? 
I, I think this is a plot hole. I'm going to post on Reddit about this. Like, uh, I'm not, I'm not happy. No, but it was a, it was a really good episode. Mm-hmm. Alex, anything else from Craig? Uh, just the, the slide was made, it was inflatable plastic and that was the center. So I don't think it counts. <laughs> I guess not everything was. Yeah. They start with the non-cardboard base and then they build out everything in cart. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, I don't know. I don't Craig know. is just great, and everybody should watch Craig. Oh yeah, yeah. This is can, Craig continues to be really strong. I like. I had fun with winter, but I am. I am eager to go back to. Uh, I don't know. Are we going to spend a lot of time in spring now? We'll see. Yeah, I mean, just like real life, winter needs to end. Yeah, but as I mean, they timed it pretty well. I guess we're ending winter now, and they just ended winter and Craig. Um, good I, good yeah. job, Cartoon Network team. Unless they're holding on to like a season, I don't think they were. I think it like worked out. I guess. Um, but they are they are Craig weirdly sometimes. Uh, uh, ha- have we talked about the Jessica spinoff since that that got announced? No, we haven't or... mentioned that. Yeah, there's a Jessica oh, yeah. pre K spinoff coming. Yeah, so that's exciting. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. I think that is it feels natural considering Jessica has felt like a breakout character in like the past year of Craig. So I, I think that was nice to see. Um, okay, let's move on from Craig, though. Could always talk more about Craig and all, all those, all good episodes in there. Just wanted to mention any particular ones. Um, let's talk Earwig and the Witch, um, which we have not yet talked about on the podcast. Uh, still possible we do a full Earwig and the Witch podcast at some point, but we can give brief thoughts on it since I know people are probably highly anticipating our Earwig thoughts, uh, in some form. But this is the first, uh, Studio Ghibli release in a many years. Uh, this is, the third film by Goro Miyazaki, um, and uh, this on it's on HBO Max. Uh, I would say you've maybe seen it not getting good reviews, or you've just not heard about it. But I am here to say, ignore that. Irug and the Witch is amazing, at least according to me. Uh, I love <laughs> I love this movie. Um, not surprising. We did a whole uh, Ghibli uh, in depth uh, series here, so this is a big deal for our podcast. A new Ghibli movie. Um, you, probably the thing you'll hear about Earwig is that it's, uh, Ghibli's first foray into 3D animation. Um, a lot of people are upset about that. I, I don't think they, I think no matter how they animated it, people would have been upset about it. Um, but I thought this was really great 3D animation. I thought it looks different than the thing, the type you normally see in American, uh, movies. Um, and I thought the movie looked really great. The music's really great. Um, one of the all time great uses of one single song throughout the movie and don't disturb me, I would say. Uh, love Earwig slash Erica slash Aya as a character. Um, and depending on what you're watching it in. And uh, I, I think she's a really fun protagonist. Uh, Alex, what are your overall Earwig thoughts? Yeah, I mean, uh, when I, uh, uh, I when I watched it, I understood some of the of the criticism, and uh, like at the end of the day, it's a TV movie. It's uh, it's all working to set up like a, a series that just feels like a long pilot. But like at the same time, I I do agree that like the the hate that got spread on the internet over this was way overblown. Like there there's stuff to to enjoy about this movie. I really enjoyed the character animation of Mandrake. I feel like they they do some int- some uh, interesting work with him to like uh, get the the horror aspects of of this dark magic uh, with using him. Um, I I think that uh, the the cat character. I mean, the cat cats and Ghibli have always been a, 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 a high tar- 
uh, high um, success rate. And I think that the the cat here does uh, pretty well. Um, the, the 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 theme song I really enjoy because uh, I I love progressive rock like since the seventies. So like that that being like the vibe for for this movie, I I, I enjoyed. I wish there was a little bit more variety, but uh, the 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 song that they have it, it works uh, works pretty well. And I think like the honestly like the while maybe the animation like obviously it's for first time that they're doing cgi so maybe the character animation isn't as fluid as you'd like but the backgrounds are excellent i, I think uh, they the, the that that specifically feels to me ghibli like the co- the colorfulness of whenever they do exteriors or they show the house like all, all the the production the the design of everything still feels very uh, very ghibli um so i i I think that there there's definitely stuff to like. Definitely closer to Poppy Hill than Earthsea in terms of quality among Gorilla movies. Yeah, I think Poppy Hill won this two Earthsea three, but um, I mean, yeah, I mean, so that already, I mean, it's you know middle of that that recent Ghibli type of tier movie, um, which to me is like great, all great movies. So um, I would not sleep on Earwig of the Witch. I would check it out. Don't expect like a lot of plot and stuff, you know, I, a lot of, a lot of stuff unresolved, I think at the end, but you, so I, I can understand that with people upset, but it, to me, I watched it again, second time. I think once you are not expecting answers to things, I think it works even better. Mm-hmm. Um, but last take on Earwig, uh, my favorite end credits of all time, Earwig and the Witch, best Ghibli Ooh. end credits. I the end credits of this movie are pure bliss to me. I was so I'm so happy watching them. I've watched them multiple times. For some reason, this is the highlight of the movie. Maybe <laughs> I'm playing into the narrative of the 3D being bad because these are 2D drawings and then credits. But that's like part of what makes it great is it's a great contrast <laughs> to just seeing all the 3D. But there's just like 50 plus images telling a ton, like a a, t- a huge like uh, post uh, story, post movie story, and. And uh, I just I think it's 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 so uh, fun and I'm so, it makes me so happy. So watch Earwig for the credits. How about that? Oh, OK, <laughs> okay. yeah, no, Ghibli has great credits, though. So this is a continuing uh, great tradition. Um, OK, so, yeah, potentially more thoughts on Earwig at some point in, in the podcast. But we got, at least got that out there. Um, let's uh, you know, go from Studio Ghibli to Ruby. Let's check in on Ruby quickly. Uh, <laughs> I'm so enthused. <laughs> you know, extremes. Uh, Ali, any any high level Ruby takes? So episodes eight to 11 are the last are the latest ones we haven't talked about on the podcast yet. I mean, there's just, it feels like, again, it's too much of happening, but also nothing happening. I still, I think it's entertaining. I really like where they're going with most of the characters. Um, I can't think of any, like, hot takes other than Penny is perfect, and she's the best character, and bees need to kiss, and there was some other thing. Oh, yeah, May's the also the other best character. Like, her monologue was the thing that stuck out the most out of this bunch, period, for me. But I'm probably just biased because queer stories are the best stories. Um I don't know. I mean, I'm still enjoying it, but, uh, you know, these Ruby vibes go. I want more and also less at the same time. Yeah. Um, I will say I called. I mean, can we talk about spoilers? Silver eyed people. I called it. I guess that's spoilers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You called it. it. That's good. Yeah. That's it. Vaguely know what you're talking about. And I watched the show. (laughs) Uh, I want to highlight episodes eight and nine, I think are the eight I've written down was the most horror episode they've done since that volume six one we talk about all the time. I think it was super successful. Episode nine felt like the finale. They're facing off with Salem is like a really big episode. 
Um, I think those are two of the best episodes of Ruby, actually. Uh, I think they, I mean, the, the two after that aren't quite as good, but um, I think uh, my high-level take is despite not being super invested still, obviously, in what's going on in the show, I do think they've been successful this season. I think this is pretty clearly the second-best season of Ruby behind Volume 6. Mm-hmm. I don't really think they can screw it up either. I think we kind of passed the previous seasons at this point. So, um, I think that's fair. They, yeah, I mean, not too hot of a take, really. Um, but, well, I mean, the, it is a hot take that this is the best season because a lot of people are like, where is this going? It's ha- like, I don't know what's going on. Sec- second best season behind Volume 6. But yeah, I mean, I think they've done a much better job than last season with the Atlas stuff. Um, I think it's been more... That's some... Yeah, that, I agree with that. Yeah. So, so the, fir- the first se- the season before this was just about the outfits. That's what it felt like. Outfit change. Now it's I wish, I like... wish the show was just about the outfits. I'd like it a lot more. <laughs> Me too. Um, yeah, they but, just okay. need a whole episode for that. We have three episodes left. So yeah, we're we're on Bumblebee Watch for sure because episode ten, I mean, a big on. big reunion, Yang cups Blake's face, arguably the most uh, explicitly romantic Bumblebee moment to date. And although forehead there have been several. kiss is just leading to an actual kiss, so manifesting. Yeah, so they've two seasons of just constantly them being clearly uh, in love with each other, and yet they have not kissed or said they're in love with each other or anything. So let's see if it happens in the last three episodes. We'll be back in a month to check to see what happens. (laughs) Oh, and also we got some Renora closure. I like how that was handled, honestly, like especially Nora's bit, but it's too much spoilers. I just thought it was well done. Yeah, at least they gave it time. I'm worried about what that means for Bumblebee, but um, yeah, that was nice. But also, it could it might not mean anything for Bumblebee, but it also could mean like death signs, character death signs for one of them. Yeah, we always think people are gonna die, but I don't think they'll kill. Someone's gonna die by the end of the season. Um, yeah, someone is one of the villains we don't care about. I mean, Ironwood, Ironwood. Oh yeah, wait, someone already died. I forgot who died. Oh, I don't care. Okay, Uh, so (laughs) (laughs) just kidding good this season okay uh last yeah that was kind of spoilers it's, uh, whatever <laughs> I mean, spoiler. Uh, <laughs> maybe we'll bleep it out uh so you know if you maybe maybe you can i'll bleep that out which character died you can tell uh you you pick your you see if you can guess who what, uh, what twice said. now wow i can't believe ruby died oh my gosh <laughs> okay <laughs> alex to wrap up here any uh close enough season two thoughts uh, okay, so close enough season two. I think it's it's solid uh, follow up to season one. Um, I definitely think uh, Candace has uh, the has a pretty good season here. A uh, sauce face is an excellent episode, uh, and uh, um, she she also has good contributions in some other ones. I think they hit the social media slash technology is bad. Enjoy life a little bit too hard. It, it, there's it feels like there's like three or four different episodes that have plots related to that and a uh, secret horse is quite a, a crazy episode and the fact that it was the last one of the season was very jarring to me because it's like uh, i was like okay this is like the weird detour episode where like you just like really dump your format and like experiment and then it's just, like end of season wait what that's it so uh, so so uh, secret secret horse was uh, uh, uh the episode that stood out to me just because of its placement and how different it was from from the rest of the episodes but i think that overall it is still uh, pretty good also um josh gets shredded which is the opening episode i think is a very strong opening to the season as well like it, it just it's it i it's it's great when an episode just like continues ramping and ramping up the 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 craziness to like a climax where it's like uh, t- totally insane so uh yeah cl- uh, there, there there are some some standouts here nice and yeah and, and it got renewed right for another season yeah yeah that was surprising to me um and it was very fast nice yeah okay 
cool. Um, <laughs> Very fast, even though it calls it up. I mean, these episodes were made like four years ago, right? So this is a, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's not a, a rare success story for a show that had a, gi- a long layoff after the episodes aired. Until yeah, it only streaming i think new streaming service can make that happen okay that's it for our what we've been watching um so uh a lot of, a lot of good stuff there let us know what uh, your your thoughts on all of these shows that we talked about um in the comments but let's uh move on to our main topic of the podcast for raya Okay, on to our main topic, Raya and the Last Dragon, which just came out on Friday on Disney Plus uh, Premium Access. Hooray. Uh, Yay. So we have it's to... in theaters, too. Yeah, it's, it in is in theaters. London. Please do not go to movie theaters if you're in North America or other places. <laughs> um, it is on Disney Plus for... Uh, pre- with premium access, it will be available generally access on Disney Plus in June. So if you are waiting for that, uh, bookmark this podcast, come back then. That's fine. Uh, but we will have a spoiler-free section in the beginning. So uh, we're spoiler-free right now. I'll let you know when we get into spoilers for Raya. If you would like to um, kind of see what we uh, have to say about it, decide whether you want to check it out. We're, we're probably going to say check it out. So that's generally how these things go. But yeah, Raya, um, latest Disney princess release, uh, big uh, deal, uh, Disney's first Southeast Asian princess, uh, directed by Don Hall and Carlos Lopez Estrada. Um we're going to get into everything about Rhea. Uh So we're going to start with spoiler-free thoughts. Uh, but uh, my Venturi is what up? We doing it? Let's let's talk. <laughs> let's talk Rhea. We I excited? That was not a nice word. Yeah, my Venturi's. Uh, it's not nice. No, it's not. <laughs> that's what I thought. I'm using it in a different way. You know what? How? What way? It works that way. Well, if I you mean, think of it as the, if you think of it as the B word, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so mob and turries, like that, you know. That's how I'm trying to say. Is that how we're using it? I'm gonna start. Yeah, that's how you should use it. Yeah, it's gonna catch on. But yeah, so that is not a real word. We'll talk about uh, other other words that are in this movie. So okay, let's overall no no spoilers. Overall, did you like Raya? What are your thoughts on it, April? Um, I liked it. Overall, it. I mean, I'm always blown away by what disney does in terms of animation especially like in 3d and so it's it's definitely a gorgeous gorgeous movie i had the pleasure of watching it in like ultra high definition i don't even know what crazy nonsense words um and it was just like stunning like scene after scene even like what would have been considered like like the desert scenes oh blew me away which is weird to say about dirt but or sand, so whatever, it's fine. Well, it's dust, um, so it did blow you away. No, ah, I tried. This didn't work. And the fans in my apartment nailed it. Okay, um, <laughs> but but I I enjoyed it. The plot, I mean, the plot was a little predictable, but I, I didn't care that much. I, it was a good watch from start to finish, and I I would recommend people. Check it out. Like, of course. Nice. Okay. Also, strong ladies. Love yes. strong ladies. <laughs> Warrior princesses, man. Yeah. Please. Warrior princesses. Yeah. Allie, what about you? What do you think of Raya? I thought it was great. I feel like, I mean, I don't, when I, okay, when I say this, it's in a good way. I think it was rushed, but like in a way that like it, not that like it was done poorly. I feel like. I felt like I wanted more. So in that way, I feel like Disney did its job really well. Like if it leaves you wanting more of a story, 
but I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I was glad to see the representation. Um, I really liked the characters. I, I feel like it should have been longer, but I, I enjoyed it a lot. I'm glad I got to see it and not have to be in a theater. Um, animation was incredible. Like April said, they, Disney always blows it out of the water. Um, and also their animation with water was just, it always gets better. And it's, it's a big, big water movie you know? here. There's a lot of water and it's so gorgeous. Voice acting was great. Story, I agree, was predictable, but I'm also like, that's Disney movies in a nutshell, at least like animated for quote unquote kids. But I also didn't mind it because that's what I'm used to. Um, (laughs) I enjoyed it a lot to admit. Yeah, I was going to give it a rating, but I'm over that. It was great. Sounded like you're going to give it a 10 out of 10. I was like, I mean, it should be longer. I wanted more. That's so a bold take. 10 out of 10. Okay, 9.5. Okay. That's, that's <laughs> and I good. said I wasn't going to do it. You if, you, do it. if you watch this, you did it. You did anyway. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Rank every aspect of Raya as we're going. It would be 10. less than that, but I enjoyed it so much. I, to be fair, I've only seen it once. I need to watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was. I went back and rewatched scenes. I haven't I, after this. To yeah, I should have done that too. I mean, you watch scenes. It's I know it's not what you should to just rewatch the whole well, thing. I literally rewatched it while I was working today. <laughs> I um, don't have the patience recently, but um, yeah, I should have done that. But no, I wanted to like I was taking notes, you know, so I needed to stop and start anyway. Um, while you watched the first time, you were taking notes. No, no, no. I, I mean, I generally do that, but I was, I was. Go- that's why I rewatched scenes to make sure I knew what was up with. But yeah, zero mentions of Namari in either of your initial thoughts. Okay, Interesting. you know, okay, okay, I was saving, it for saving those Okay, we're saving. It. fair okay okay, okay two bisexuals here you know we're saving it. yeah <laughs> we're saving the namari thoughts yeah i mean if this was i think if this was katra i think we would have already mentioned katra <laughs> so he's a catcher okay. well ish i mean basically we'll um okay yeah the, the movie yeah so you if you watch it on disney plus you're like oh hour 50 no that's all credits it, this is an hour 35 before the credits start just yeah, definitely yeah Yeah, you might bet they they, because on streaming services they have to do the other language credits at the end now, so you get tricked in the thinking movies. Keep that in mind, especially for Disney Plus. Yeah, Um, I did not watch the credits. Same same (laughs) thing happened with Soul. It's like oh, Soul is like hour forty five. No, it's it's tight ninety. Soul is so it's so short. Yeah, Yeah. this this and Soul are very short. Um, I agree. This this movie was too short, but I liked I liked uh, Raya. By the way, I apologize if I've said Raya instead of Raya. It's Raya. I don't even remember what I've said now. Raya, Raya, Raya. Um, I, I really liked Raya. Um, I have a lot of um, I guess complaints. Uh, but it is I think a good movie. I was, I was looking forward to it. Uh, and I think there's a lot to like about Raya. I especially liked the first twenty minutes and the yes. last twenty minutes. Yes. Um, yes. I think if this movie was. Just was those parts expanded i think it would be excellent um i'm not in love with the middle of this movie uh yeah but uh yeah i mean basically my reaction was there's like a hard 20 minute exposition in the beginning and if you're not into exposition i've seen some people complain but i love i thought it was excellent exposition i thought it was great backstory i really liked the uh those parts of the movie and then i think the movie gets very silly for a while so um i was like really taken out of it by some of the sillier aspects of the movie it's like sure it's a disney movie i understand a lot of my complaints are like i wish this wasn't a disney movie but um and it is so it's (laughs) it's relatable but yeah, it's so I basically I thought the middle is too silly and, you know, you could you could argue some themes are pretty overt and stuff. But I thought there's some really impactful stuff in here. Um, I thought, uh, yeah, I thought Ray and Namari, uh, Raya and Namari are, are good. We're going to talk a lot about them. So I would definitely recommend checking this out. Um, I don't 
you know, I think you might see like, oh, 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't think it's that good. You know, I don't think this is uh, one of the, the best movies I've seen recently or anything. Um, but it's not a musical. I was going to say, I had a friend afterwards say she really enjoyed the movie, but she doesn't see herself watching it again for a, a really long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and think- I think I think that like I was like the more that I thought about it, I was like that kind of sums that it up for me, and a little bit, you know what I mean? Like it's a it's a good movie. I don't know when I'll watch it again, but <laughs> yeah. I do. I do think there is um, depth to explore as as I've I've just taken some notes on some things, but um, yeah, I, I agree. Like I, I feel I feel like Rai Rai is in between. Um, like it's either should have been a musical or it should have been a heart, like a more adult movie, two hour long, two hour long, epic, dark fantasy movie. I wanted one of the two and it's trying to be both. And I don't think it, uh, at, at times succeeds at, at that kind of middle ground that it's, it's trying to do. Yeah. Um, I was surprised that it wasn't a musical, but like when we first heard of it, because isn't Aquafina a musician? She's a rapper. She's a, she does do like some music music i'm gonna say yeah I think but she's... i think she she's mostly an actress though okay that's big, fair. Big, big rising star and i think she is great in this movie too um, yeah yeah so uh okay let's 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 get into spoilers now for raya as um we might be holding back on some aspects including um some raya and amari stuff so getting into spoilers now for ray and the, raya and the last dragon so if you've not checked it out make sure you watch the movie come back and listen starting now um yeah what what's uh should we talk about um ryan amari how about your thoughts on the ending um any anything anything spoilerly that's jumping out to you april um i think uh, and and this may be like a little bit of a hot take but i i i think it whenever you said my complaints with this are with this movie are like that it's a disney movie i think that <laughs> <laughs> like I think Namari's redemption was very mm-hmm. rushed. Um, I'm, I'm, I want to say undeserved, but I also don't want to say that because I understand that the whole theme of this movie is is trust. Did you um, know that the theme of this movie is trust? Could you tell? What? Me? Yeah. Jeez. Surprising they didn't have another word for it, but Yeah. Well, and it was really interesting. <laughs> should it too, should it have been a, a fake language word for Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. We had fake language words for other things. Yeah. Why couldn't we have had one for trust? And yeah. then they could have just been like, it means trust. And I would have been like, okay, cool. Like, got it. Um but so in but in regards to that, I feel like it was rushed. I I it's really strange for a Disney movie to just super hardcore shove a theme in your face, like constantly throughout the movie. Cause I mean, like you guys said, did you know that the theme of this movie was trust? (laughs) So like, I felt like I was like eating it all night long and at some point it went bad. And (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) How does trust taste? Interesting. Um, Bitter. Yeah. Bitter. It can be. Because so. it's hard to swallow, hard to. Ah. Yeah. So I, I, I know they, they definitely do a lot of, um, a lot of talking about trust. That's blatant, blatantly what the movie is about. I think they're interesting. I think they approach it in a few, in really interesting ways. I think that is like thematically, a, at least it resonated to me. 
um, in a few ways deeply, which I think is potentially surprising considering you could argue the story is not super in-depth. But I do think there are some resonant aspects of the themes that they were going for. Um, I don't think I don't think Namari was redeemed. I think that's a, a t- hot take. I guess I, I feel like the point isn't that Namari was redeemed for me at least. I feel like it was you know we all just have to trust each other, and now we it trust Namari, that... and it's not that she like redeemed herself. It's just we trust her now. We didn't trust her before. That's, that's the thing. It for. felt like her redemption didn't need well not it. I feel I feel like it did need to happen, but the movie was trying to present it in a way that it didn't because like Rhea did something arguably as bad if not worse by like spoilers shooting um, Sisu in the end, but. I didn't like it. I agree with you well, guys. Well, and I think I think the thing too is that when it comes to a theme of or when you it comes to the theme of trust, like that's a that's a big thing. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it's a little bit bigger than like oh, like two wrongs don't make a right. Yeah, it it cuz and it's a little bit more deeper of a topic too. Yeah. Because trust is something very internal you could say it's physical because you do have a physical response like mechanism to it but for them to just kind of be like okay everything's fine after like what Namari did not just once but twice <laughs> uh, <laughs> granted and then it's like I just have a vibe about this person they're they're you you can trust them I have a feeling like yeah sometimes the like, feeling is wrong and I was like I feel like the and maybe if it was like oh I accidentally ate the second piece of pie, or the last <laughs> piece of pie you know like then it could be like oh that Namari like <laughs> <laughs> but no she literally just like, can't trust her with back. pie but like <laughs> got a dragon soul this is this is interesting. This is my reaction to Shira, and I did not have the same reaction to this movie. So I think that's interesting yeah, no. that you guys have this reaction. <laughs> I didn't think about it until you brought up Catra, and I was like, you know, it's exactly the same. I mean, these like, two, this is obvious Catra parallels, I think. To but like even the, the the redemption part, like yeah. when I first watched it, I was over the moon about it, and I'm still I like how it was done, but I think it was super rushed. Like it didn't feel real. Yeah. Let me feels- let me let me give you the one of the two parts of the trust part that I found to be deeply resonant, and then you guys can say because uh, okay. yeah, I feel like I it maybe explains. Uh, maybe maybe l- I'm glad we're talking through this because yeah. this is a good first topic. This is one of the ones I had the most thoughts on. So the scene where um where Raya shoots uh, uh, Sisu uh, accidentally, um I you know I think they're going for. Uh, Pretty clearly, I feel like what they're going for is um, not trusting each other. It's not about culpability. Um, you know, it's about uh, the fact that they don't trust each other leads to this situation. I thought um, this was like uh, a, a really incredible example of like, you always hear like, show, not tell. Like, I, I feel like, and you know, it's it's overstated as a criticism. But I think this was like the ultimate show, don't tell about this theme is like, uh you see uh Namari like on the trigger is she about to to shoot the crossbow um Raya thinks she is so uh she she uh t- t- lashes out Throws and causes her, her to throw whatever with the sword I think she's an extendo sword yeah uh, that's which is a, amazing <laughs> it's cool yeah uh and so she attacks because she thinks Namari's about to attack but was Namari about to attack it looked like she kind of was and so it's like, I thought this was like a tremendous um, encapsulation of how, what this movie was trying to go for, of how not us not trusting each other leads to mutual destruction, basically. And yeah. I, th- I thought they executed this scene really well. 
But that's the thing. It was that scene after all of those shoving it in your face. Like they didn't yeah. need to do that leading up to it. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of conversations, uh, Raya and, and uh, if and they, see if they had a song about trust and just left it there and then had that scene instead of just bringing mm-hmm. it up over and over, it would have worked better. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I do think all of the middle of the movie would be better served with with some songs and in certain points. I do think there's a lot of action scenes that are really successful. I um, think there's. Some action scenes that are very successful. Oh, yeah. But I feel like a lot of, like, the middle, like, portion of the movie is just very goofy and kind of silly. And it's like, we're gathering the band. Yeah, let me get to that. Let me get to that in a second. I have have, uh, one bold uh, take about who I hate in this movie. I'll come back to that. Um, Oh, my God. Okay, I think you can probably guess. Second second part of Trust that I really liked is, uh, and this is the general aspect. The, the general like overview of the of the movie, the general setup. Um, but I think they execute on it well. I think this is basically a post apocalyptic uh setting with the the Droon, um who uh is 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 like this plague. And I think a lot of people have made comparisons between the Droon and the coronavirus uh as Oh Bird. god, I did not so I think that. I've seen reviews with that. But you know, I feel like what they're going for is environmental disaster. So this was written That's what years I thought ago. of. I was yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking too. They even said outright it's about human discord and like the virus wasn't really man-made, but global warming is. Uh, Yes. Uh, So uh, I I felt like this movie was really interesting in how it presented um, this concept of as conditions worsen for humans, it becomes harder for us to trust each other, which leads to further worsening of conditions. Um, and I think we're seeing that in, in our in our life. And a lot of people hypothesize that this is what might uh, happen in the future, in our near future with global warming, as it's like maybe not literally that human, it be, the planet becomes too warm or the sea levels rise, but as those uh, conditions become more and more apparent and threatening, it will lead to like wars and uh, that sort of thing. I think that's mm-hmm. what this movie is about, that scenario. The Droon uh, comes upon us. Um, that leads to 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 people not being able to trust each other. Things get worse and worse. Um, I found this to be very kind of meaningful and resonant to uh, our our current lives, our future. And I thought the movie was very successful in presenting kind of that concept. It makes way more sense when you think about it that way too, because of the whole like the theme of water too. Like when Sisu dies, the water goes away, and the Droon are attracted to places without water, or like they can't thrive in water. Yeah, I was so gonna say I I that makes a lot more sense and i very much appreciate you like explaining it to me in that way i can't believe people tried to really akin it to the coronavirus that seems so silly to me i I mean i you know i think any any movie that comes out with the plague now has to i mean but come on though really i I feel like i saw like a review i don't even know what movie so don't whatever don't quote me but i feel like i saw a review for a movie that was like in no way shape or form like had anything to do with plagues or anything like that and they're like this movie is really like a telltale of like what everyone is going through with the coronavirus and i was like no it's was it's it really soul? not maybe it was no soul. i don't think it was soul yeah. <laughs> i think it was something i mean else. I think, you know it's what we're all going through so i think it's top of everyone's minds i do i do think there are parallels to kind of covid situation in that um you know conditions worsen and in turn people are cooler yeah, and cooler yeah. to each other now um we have le- well, less it, trust it, it in our leaders and very, stuff like commonplace that like people are so i guess almost like disheveled and mm-hmm. sort of stranded in a sense too like everyone has been affected so i can see in that regards like 
no one was safe from the drone. Like someone mm. lost a family member or, you know, something mm, along that's those lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we, we hear a lot about that. Yeah. Okay. So, the, the, yeah. And the, I, I, so I, I really like those aspects of the movie. And I, they, I think they, they obviously put a lot of work in to kind of have these sort of things resonate. Um, and, uh, it's, it's, it's probably one of the main things, the probably the main thing thematically it's going for, but, um, there's a lot of setup in the middle of the movie. Do you want to talk about some of the silliness in the middle of the movie? Um, (laughs) let me give my, let me give my big take. So I hate the con baby. I hate her. Thank you. Oh, (laughs) no, don't, I, we need to stay, we need a con baby stand on here to counter this perspective. Because it was the worst part of the movie. Every part they were on, like anytime they were focused, I was like, can we move on, please? There are so many more interesting things you could be doing. If if you can just take the con baby and change her into like a girl Raya's age. This movie is like five times better. Or even just like a younger girl, even like without the monkeys, like why? <laughs> or like, maybe, maybe, maybe a, a kid, yeah. A few more years older without the monkeys. The thing is we already have the other kid. So I feel like why do we need some And even kids? him. I mean, he's older, but like also really unnotable, kind of annoying. Tong. I mean, he's I, uh, no, not Tong. Uh, oh, Boon? Boon, Boon, yeah. Boon. Yeah, Boon. Uh, I thought he, compared to the Khan baby, I love Oh, yeah, Boon. he's better than the Khan baby. Uh, but, like, oh, uh, yeah. Both yeah. of the kids were useless to Boon me. Boon should be the annoying one in the group, but he's somehow not. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, I just, I thought it was like, okay, we're going to set up this really epic fantasy scenario, this post-apocalyptic scenario. Then we're going to increasingly add kind of silly elements, especially Sisu when she first appears is like all silliness. I think Sisu gets better and less silly as the movie goes on. Um, but that combination of early silly Sisu plus Khan baby, uh, that took me out of it, I think, is, is my kind of main And then also the guy, the uh, the guy from Spine, I don't remember his name. Yeah, Tong. He, uh, oh, he's pretty he silly too. He was the too. out of the like one-off character. Characters. I did enjoy him. Yeah, I think he. I think he's the best of them. Yeah, and uh, he should be the comic relief. There shouldn't be like three comic reliefs. I feel like he had the yeah. funniest jokes. He's he's <laughs> fine, but it, we don't. You know, we don't extrapolate. I guess another thing is like um, not to get too much into criticism. So I'll bring it back to positive. But uh, just like you know, we present this. I think this movie's like really interesting in the presentation of the fantasy world. Uh, some gorgeous settings. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, es- especially uh, the 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 talon where the con baby's from oh my gosh what a what a super gorgeous place the 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 marketplace near the water that city um and uh you know i think we visit all of them we but uh you you know there's not a lot substantial i think in each location that we visit um other than maybe uh fang at the end get get some some good stuff Um, well like the cultures that like go with each not civilization like area in Kumandra, I guess. I mean, they like have snippets. Like, yeah, it's again, like you said, it's not focused on enough to be really relevant. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just crave the version of this movie that's like two hours. That like most movies were like, oh, yeah. it should be shorter. This is the yeah. rare movie that's like clearly this should be longer. We, ex- like, we, extra- we extrapolate more on each hours. of the the tribes, the <laughs> kingdoms. You could do a series of movies. Um, yeah, but it's one just hour like, for each place. It's like we don't – my frustration is we don't spend a lot of time in each place, and the time we do spend is, like, with, with silliness. Comic relief. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and and I definitely, like, I'm, I'm going to, like, piggyback on that. We don't spend enough time in each place, but also it's almost very undramatic as they're gathering all of the different pieces of the gem 
And I mean, there's some really nice action scenes, and I'll give you that. But at the same time, like, I don't. It's, I mean, it's it seems just, like they travel. Like when you go back and forth between Raya and Namari too, it's like how long did it take them to get to from this place to this place? Like, what's happening? Is this scene yeah. happening at the same time as the other scene? Like, it feels like. I mean, maybe the country is just really, really small and really easy to travel around. But it felt. But they made it. They could have had some so sort of montage. Bigger. Yeah. Or like a mini montage for every time Raya was going to a different place. I don't know. Yeah. I do I do think there's like a lot and maybe this was I think this was mentioned, like a lack of tension as we're going through all the places, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. I think the, the yeah. ultimate which is I, I feel like it's purposeful. We ultimately set up that like the ultimate conflict is not Talon or um not Talon, Fang or any villain. It's like the concept of everyone needing to come together is what saves the day. So I think I think that in you could look at that as being pretty interesting uh for a Disney movie. And uh, you know, it's like the you know, the point isn't overcome the villain, you know, point 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 is come together. That's sort of subversive playing off of previ- previous Disney movies. This is another Disney movie uh, with uh, with a string without like a love interest in quotes for at least a male love interest for the main character. So I do yeah. think this you could I do think Raya in a lot of ways is pretty subversive. Uh, to what I don't know expect. why that wasn't in my hot take. The fact that she doesn't wind up with a guy or that a guy like isn't even introduced was beautiful. Almost the, almost the norm at this point, I would say for the I, no, I love it. Movies. Very yeah. much Moana vibes. Like it, yeah. in Frozen. It, at least I remember the first movie like it was all about like subverting that but just not having it at all too is really refreshing yeah 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 I think and I think this is what we should probably expect as the default from these movies to come. I hope so um, but I'd that, like them to do that with like if they have a Disney guy focused movie I don't I hope women aren't involved <laughs> <laughs> maybe he'll have a boyfriend Disney Aww. Prince movie yeah yes. um, so let's That's talk about that so let's, we've mentioned a lot of negatives but I think there's positives through that you know like in I'm like praising kind of the 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 art design of all the the fa- worlds and the fantasy concepts involved and it's you know maybe like uh, not an execution we're quite as looking for and I do also think like uh, a lot of what we're complaining about is like inherently this is a kids movie this is a Disney movie so it's right. going to have these t- yeah. sort of elements I think it's just challenging because this movie sets up uh, a different type of movie you could argue yeah, um, right. Like, I would say that. Well, definitely, because she like you. I think you said Dylan in the chat when we were talking about this. Like she, Kelly was like emphasized to use warrior instead of princess, even though she's both. So they're really trying to go for another vibe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I heard that when I was listening to Kelly, but specifically going for Warrior instead of Princess now, which is really interesting. Another, it's another subversion. I mean, we have we have had this subversion from Disney Princess movies before, but this is a further, um, you know, we we not always, and this is a further. Sorry, line I think the, I called her Kelly Ann. I was thinking of Kelly Ann Conway, Kelly Marie Tran. Oh, no. oh no. <laughs> I'm oh, so no. sorry, Kelly Marie Tran. Yeah, um, she, she's wonderful in in in, in terms of. Uh, Great aspects of the movie. I think Kelly Marie Tran is wonderful um, mm-hmm. as as uh, Raya. Um, Raya, I I I think it's a good character. I want to hear your takes on Raya. Is she like an all time um, really good Disney princess? Oh man, I I love that she's not like a princess in the traditional sense. Mm-hmm. Like just for like the same reason that like you know we all loved Moana like she and she even says like I'm not a princess like I'm the daughter of the chief kind of thing and so I like that she's not and even like Namari wasn't treated like a princess either you know like she was raised to kind of be again we're going to use the word warrior but like she was raised in a sort of that non- traditional royal sense you know like they weren't trained i say trained they weren't raised to like 
you know, put on pretty clothes and, um, you know, find a prince or anything like that. And so I love, I love that aspect about her and that, you know, I, I will say like, I love that she was very trusting as a child and even as an adult, that's something that she carried into, you know, or carried with her. So I think that's a good thing and play good characteristic to have as a character, but also being able to stand on her own two feet. Like, you know, her, she lost her father and she wasn't, she was determined to not just get him back, but to get the world back. And so I think having a good purpose is, says a lot as well. Yeah. Allie, what do you think? I mean, I love her because just the way she's characterized, I think is great. But I also feel like just, we don't have enough of that characterization. I feel like what you said earlier, Dylan, like we should have had, more exposition and also more of an ending. I feel like that would have made her come into her her own more throughout like the middle, if that makes sense. But I still, I like, I I think the epilogue, not the epilogue, the um, exposition in the first part of the movie was like the best part for me because it showed how like her attitude was and how she could be silly, but also really serious. Um, Also, while we're on the subject of the beginning of the movie, um, where's the dad's blood in his leg, Disney? What happened? (laughs) We saw blood entangled. You did it. Got to turn him into stone. No blood. <laughs> but way. he got stabbed. Yeah, in the, no, he got an right arrow to the knee. How, like, what was the deal after he was turned? Oh, yeah, is he healed after he gets turned back? Yes. After? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That doesn't make sense. He should have been limping around. Stone well, has healing properties. He at first, and I was like, oh, no, he's just trying to pick something up. Did he shouldn't be able to bend down that far. Do you continue to bleed out when you're turned into stone? <laughs> no, 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 no. I hope six not. Years of bleeding. And then when you turn internal, stone, internal stone bleeding. Okay. Um, my my stone. <laughs> uh, I think I think Raya's character is pretty singularly focused on this arc of she endures a trauma and right. then is is grapples with her worldview on uh, dealing with that trauma. I think that's like all of what entirely what she goes through basically. Um, and so I do think, I think she's under, under characterized in this movie. It's, 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 um, like, I really like her, uh, really like her voice acting, her design, um, how she functions in the action scenes, her relationship with Sisu, relationship with Damari. Um, but, uh, I, I, I feel like I don't get as good of a sense of who Raya is as maybe some of these other recent Disney princesses. Mm-hmm. In fact, maybe all of them, all of the recent ones. I feel like she is less well characterized. She the doesn't movie. have an I want song like the rest of them do. Yeah. I do think songs really help with the characterization. They do, especially they really Disney. Do. Um, here's something like one thing that bothers me about Raya thinking a lot about the movie after is, um, I feel like. Why Why is Raya so trusting of Namari in the beginning? Why has this hurt her so deeply? And it makes sense to me if what we were doing with Raya was that she's a, uh, she was like really sheltered, like a Korra, like she doesn't have friends. But I, I I don't feel like I ever really know. I don't think I know yeah. if that's true. Yeah. Like the it thing is, it seemed like that's what they were going for because of how easily she trusted her. But it, 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 yeah. to me, that's my interpretation. But I yeah. we don't know anyone besides her dad that she knew from when she was a kid. She just meets Damari, and those are the only two people that had significant relationships in her life prior to um kind of her her presence into the story. I, I just does she had did she have friends? Like what what else was going yeah, on like, with her immediately before that too? Her dad is like, oh, the other tribes are coming to visit and she's like oh i'm gonna get ready to kill them and then immediately she's just she changes her mind because her dad is like no don't do that like what 
just one I, talk. I loved being thrust into that in that in that like prologue, but it, yeah. I did I felt the strain the constraints of um how like yeah. shallow they, I think it ultimately was. They really tried to rush the 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 relationship between Raya and her father. Mm. Like it, it it was it yeah, rush is the best way that I can think to describe it because First off, we don't know what happened to her mom. They never said. And I know, like, it's not necessary information, but sometimes, it, at least in this situation, it does kind of help for, to, for us to understand what's also going on. Like, it, I mean, Dylan, you brought up, like, such a good point. Like, why why was she so trusting of Namari so immediately? Like, does she have other friends? We don't know. And so that could also, you know pieces of information like that could help play into it like and Allie was right like she turns on a dime like she's like I'm gonna kill all these people and her dad's like we shouldn't do that she's like we shouldn't do that like I understand that she looks up to her father but especially when you're that age you you typically question your elders yeah you don't understand that's that's your rebellious stage you know like yeah how old is she supposed to be at the start of this I, I think 12. I interpret it as around 12, but I don't think it's clear. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. I think it's 12 because I think Nambari calls it out at some point. Okay. Okay. Maybe okay. they do say. Um, yeah. I, my, my interpretation, I think it makes sense if she's super sheltered, but I, I would have loved for the movie to spell that out a little bit more. Um, yeah. But yeah, maybe one of the strongest aspects of Raya, we have to get to this, is yeah, obviously I think her relationship with Namari. So I want to hear from you guys. Like, what's. Um, how much did you personally, like, first, how much did you like the two of them in the movie? How much did you personally connect with them? And then, I guess, also, like, how do you think it was handled as a relationship slash non-relationship slash, you know, like, romantic slash non-romantic, however you interpreted it? Um, April, you you want to go first? Um. So, I I will say I thought it was, like, in the beginning, very, very cute and adorable. And I, I did feel betrayed um, <laughs> by Namari. But and oh, I thought you meant by Disney, not um, them always. But who needs more redeeming, Namari or Disney? Disney, obviously. (laughs) Um, I I loved how Namari looked. I saw I saw her and I was like, I need that hair. And then I turned to everyone and I was like, I'm gonna do it. Shave my head. And they are like, Okay, April. And I was like, I'll do it with you. Yes. So um. But I think it also would have been nice to have gotten a little bit more about Namari, especially because she is such a main character. Like, we barely got background information on Raya. I feel like we got even less about Namari. And so at times, it was a little hard to sympathize with her. Because really, the only thing we get to see of her is her is her betraying Raya in the beginning. And then I guess that's the basis of their relationship is that betrayal. So it was, but I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I very much wanted them to be together the entire movie. <laughs> I was like, we can maybe work through some of these things in therapy. So <laughs> yeah, we hope so. Them or us real people who wanted them to happen. <laughs> Both. <laughs> <laughs> therapy for everyone yeah okay yeah. Allie what about you your reaction to Ray and Amari well so as y'all know when we were talking in the discord I was like half joking saying they're gonna kiss when we saw the trailer just because you could tell about like the homoeroticism just in the trailers and then when it actually came out I was like okay I see vibes I 
I like to April's point before and like to what we've been talking about through this whole podcast. Like I feel like if they at least included like when the tribes came to visit, I if they made it like a montage that they were all together for like the span of maybe a week or like five days hanging out, then I feel like I don't know, the betrayal might have felt a little different. It just felt so fast and not like not justified because like it was explained that like every other tribe was like they had a grudge against heart for right and they had a grudge against heart for like having the dragon soul and like they Mm -hmm. were always like after them so in that sense it didn't really feel unnatural that the betrayal happened so soon but i don't know like they started out seemingly best friends and we don't even know how long they were hanging out it could have been for five minutes it could have been for like the whole day um yeah, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I still love her. And, like, I did obviously got, got vibes from both of them, not just from, like, Kelly Marie Tran saying I interpreted vibes that way as the actress, but also, like, okay, your frenemy has one earring on her left ear, plus an undercut, plus those guns when she gets older, like, vibes <laughs> to the max. So I'm, I felt betrayed by Namari, but also more betrayed by Disney, even though we expected it. Um, that being said, I do like... Also, to Kelly Maria Tran's point, like, if you saw that, like, you know, subtext and you related to it, then that's good enough, like, for, for personally. I don't think it's, like, good representation, but, like, yeah, I don't know. It vibes. Yeah, vibes yeah. the movie. Yeah, um, pretty much. That's the thing, too. Like, trust is a vibe. Gay feelings are a vibe. Is she, is she, you know, trustable? Trust. Ooh, wow. Well, what if trust was a code word? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's going to be a new thing, I'm telling you. Okay. It's interesting. I have a whole, I have a reading on uh, uh, a whole a whole thing coming up on the, the subtext, but I didn't think about the Oh, yeah. We have one. to talk about the language subtext. Yeah. Let me talk, yeah. But for, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I really like Ryan Namari. Um, I think, I think it's one of the, clearly one of the strongest like dynamics in the movie. Um, their banter also is great. And their, their fights. Great, I, think. Yeah, I, I, I love yes. I love them in the beginning. I did think it was a little bit like my reaction seeing them right in the beginning. It was like, do 12-year-olds really talk this way? But no. I think it was... No, not, <laughs> not after was... first... Well, I don't know. That's not entirely true. Because like when you're young, you bond over what you're nerding out about. And they were like, oh, dragon? Oh, yeah. my God, like nerd. Yeah. Um, it's. I, I really love that scene. And I, I think... I feel like... I've seen some criticism about Namari Sands movie. I feel like she's present most of the whole movie. I think she's great scenes throughout the whole movie. Um, and, and any scene she's in is, is pretty standout. Um, my, I think my reaction in terms of like them as, as a couple was at first I was like, okay, um, clearly we're all going to like ship it, but the movie wasn't really going for this. Um, you know, they don't like get together at the end, uh, anything like that. So that was kind of my first reaction was like, okay, it wasn't ultimately romantic. Um, but in revisiting it, uh, I think that there is a pretty substantial queer reading of this of this movie. I mean, obviously, oh, yeah. like any yeah. in reading, but I, I, let, let's break this down a little bit. Okay, let me go through this. So first, first of all, the designs. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Everything we've talked about, but I want to you know, focus on uh, the 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 term depla, which is um, yes. used throughout this. So we have binturi, which is not a real word, but um, and depla is is, is not uh, either, but has more of a closer interpretation. But I'll get to that in a second. So first, in terms of names for each other when they're younger um uh raya says hey hey come with me depla i want to show you something um and that transitions them going to the 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 dragon lair um and then when namari betrays her she's like thank you depla you've been very helpful very evil sinister line so she like so raya like gives her this like pet name kind of and then she repeats it in betraying her which is like part of the hurt i think um it's the hey adora 
Yeah, this yeah. is their this is their Hayador, basically. Yeah. So then then in in tail, um, when uh, Namari sees uh, Rai again, um, she says, uh, "What's what's dripping, Depla?" Um, kind of like, uh, <laughs> and it's it's just really hurtful as she's taunting like this uh, betrayal of this this like kind of pet name she gave her right back at her. Um, also, they do explain Binturi's in the scene. Uh, I think it's kind of bold that they just throw in language that they don't explain, but they, they at least have context. Um, Raya says, the rest of them are being held by a bunch of no good Binturi's. Um, and, and, uh, Namari says, Binturi's, that's not a very nice way to describe an old friend. So they establish it's not a nice thing. Um, and then in Spine, they have a, a, a fight there, which I think is one of the, the great hot. scenes of the movie. Hot, 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 um, hot, hot. So first of all, Raya says, hey there, princess undercut, kind of teasing her. Um, and then she like takes her, her weapon away. She says, did you need that Depla? So again, like teasing her based on their, their, their shared like tension and, uh, their dynamic. Um, so, uh, this, this kind of like permeates throughout the movie and, uh, we if you look i've seen a lot of people in, in relate this to like a real uh term in vietnamese uh dep qua which uh apparently means so beautiful um yeah so uh and one of the writers of this movie is vietnamese and like uh this is like such a similar term dep la dep qua um but also as, apparently kelly suggested this to say like that they see like beauty in each other as people and not just physically Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that, that sounds romantic to me. Um, but uh, the sounds yes, apparently in the <laughs> novelization uh, that means best friend in Kumandran. But um, just the similarity to like beautiful is they're calling if they're calling each other some term related to beautiful. And it's like seen as like a, a like a pet name between them and like establishing of their their dynamic. And then you add in um, you, you, there's uh, Kelly Mitran quoted in a Vanity Fair article basically saying that like she was interpreting the story as romantic while recording it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I Like I, I think like uh, there's just such a through line from writing to clearly the like storyboarding and art design on some of these scenes to the voice acting of a queer interpretation that permeates the creation of this movie even if it doesn't end romantically explicitly and i don't think there's like a version of this movie my my guess there with a kiss at the end that was cut that's my guess is there's not like there's not like a cut God, kiss or anything imagine? Oh my um, gosh. like i don't I think that's the situation but no way but can you imagine i know but like <laughs> So ultimately, it's like this is just it's it, it's such a it, it's such a weird thing where um no probably they no one ever thought that they would get uh get the, this the, get this movie made with an explicitly romantic story and that's never what they're trying for but and yet it permeates all aspects of this dynamic in the movie this like potential romantic interpretation um I I I, I was really struck by this like I think we've seen a lot of. Uh, various forms of censorship throughout but um it feels very i guess disney to um like no one ever thinks this is like something that they could even do in the movie so it just kind of like is there throughout the entire thing um and so ultimately you end up with like i feel like the ultimate like uh subtext movie like the ultimate subtext relationship with Rey and namari i guess is my ultimate interpretation like yeah yeah like it doesn't make it into the explicit text, but like other than that, I feel like everything everything's basically there in what they're doing. And then there's in, it's in, so close. It's it's very close. Like it's almost explicit, but it's not. And I don't mean it like explicit in a bad way, but yeah, but the like, language makes it very close. Well, I was gonna say it's the language and a lot of. I mean, just the way that their relationship is written out and how the care each you know voice actress interpreted it and then right? brought that to life like no that's always the best like you can't like sit there 
Like, if that's how, like, because you said it was Kelly Marie Tran who, you know, Mm -hmm. that's how she took it as, and that's how she read her lines. And it's like, if that's how she read it from just reading it off a piece of paper. She was like, this isn't how friends talk. Yeah, and she's, I mean, okay, like, in scripts, like, they do, will give some kind of, like, clue as to how you're supposed to deliver a line, but it's it's never like a really good clue it's like angry or something like that and so like yeah i mean for all we know they might have been like kind of flirt like say this flirty but like not really but like maybe but they could have not even said that and then that's just how it came out you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like and so i think that that is kind of i don't know I forgot the point I was trying to make with it. (laughs) Allie, do you think this movie would have been better if it was more overtly romantic, uh, this relationship throughout the entire thing? Girl, you know, yes. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) I don't know necessarily because like you could argue that they're like right like you could argue that it's like one of those things where it's like this movie's not about the romance it's about the trust and about the plot I really appreciate subtext when it's just subtext but when it's queer subtext I would like it if they you know like I mean they totally didn't need to kiss but I feel like at least in the end they should have had more of a reaction or not a reaction interaction with each other than just um turning to stone and being like we'll leave it up to the universe or whatever and then they just went to heart in the end and they didn't interact after that i feel like if they had more i guess for lack of a better term closure with each other it would have been better but it didn't necessarily need to manifest in a kiss just like a conversation or like even a hug like the hug with sisu and the whole group was cute but if they got like their own moment it didn't have to be a kiss a touch on the armor you know what i mean any any acknowledgement of each other and then like the returning of the um, necklace that, oh, like, yeah. when it first happened, I was like, okay, that's like some sort of closure. And then obviously everything got worse. So I feel like even that in the end, if like someone found it, if either one of them found it and returned it to the other, I thought that would have been cute, good closure. Yeah. yeah, I think I think the point of like, there's a way to make it overtly romantic without that being the focus of the movie or them dating or anything like and I think it would have the movie would probably be improved from that just it being a little more clearly be more powerful and more powerful bonds. Um, it yeah. would be make more sense yeah. what was going on. Like I kind of interpret it as like, um, Raya like uh, falls for Namari in the beginning and Namari's like, uh, kind of like trying to play that up in, in Raya like, uh, like, like I'm gonna be a cute girl to to, to try to get her to trust. Those me were the vibes I was getting. Like when she tucks her hair behind her. Yeah, ear, exactly like, that mm-hmm. moment specifically. Yeah, Hello? I think that's what it's so. Like if all of that is more overt, I feel like it only benefits what's going on. Absolutely. Um, I, I feel like this is, like, such a weird situation where uh, this is, like, the, the ultimate uh, queer subtext movie in a, in a time when uh, queer rep is happening more and more explicitly. And even in Disney's television channel with the Owl House, it's happening, like, yes. on screen now. It's, like, just yeah. hasn't permeated to their Disney features. <laughs> I think this movie is going to look so, not like – so the effort that went into this is incredible. I think uh, artists put their, their heart into it. I think it's, it's wonderful for what it is. But in terms of, like, this not being explicit when it clearly could have been – I think this movie's gonna look so silly in like five years, like exactly, only five yeah. years. Like, especially they're, they're, when we're the just Owl gonna House have airing a, at the same time. It's it, Alice is that airing up. at the same time, and and well, other. It, and you can't even really use like the whole like oh well this this b- movie was probably the script was probably written like five years ago. Like nope. I don't. 
no, it wasn't. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a complicated. But yeah, they were, they were definitely you, it like, was gay all along. <laughs> they're, they're definitely making large parts of this uh, during the past year, and and should be you know, they made a majority of this movie during quarantine, working from home. It's incredibly yeah. impressive that they had one yeah, of this wow. incredibly visual. Props movie. to everybody. That um, is insane. Please, yeah, I mean, buy pr- yourself prob- a cookie, <laughs> a cookie, or two, or ten. Probably the probably the like concepts for this movie are like five years old, but it, you know the actual plot gets rewritten like much more. Yeah, and like than that. production too. Um, like I was gonna these, say, these, it these... gets rewritten all the time, all the way mm-hmm. out. Yeah, like... if you watch the, if you watch the Frozen Two documentary, they rewrite it like the same year it's being released. Like they're rewriting <laughs> scenes in it. Yeah. It's like pretty how Disney does this. It's really it's really. I'm excited to see the if they ever put out a documentary for this. Like if they show the people behind the movie going to Southeast Asia and like learning about the cultures. Mm, yeah, that'd mm-hmm. be cool. Probably they probably can't uh, document it in the same way if working from home, but it'd be interesting. Yeah, the beginning. but if they yeah. went like five years ago before the pandemic hit, hopefully they've documented some of it. To find inspiration, just seeing like yeah. what their their vision. I say vision board, but I don't mean it like that. <laughs> like board, that'd be good. Um, but yeah, I, I, uh, I think Kelly McTran in that article said like she she's hopes that Disney will have a, a more clearly queer princess in soon, and um, I th- I think it'll happen it, in the next. It has you know, to Disney's, because the Disney features are probably the last one that's going to well, get this. But yeah. like, it, I, I just I feel like like it's going to be interesting looking back on Raya in in short amount of time because I think mm-hmm. uh, w- what are we going to think? I mean, maybe this is like the ultimate fanfic movie, and we're just going to get the best <laughs> fan content and stuff from. This, but, <laughs> Um, I mean, but maybe in like, I don't know, when was the last time, how long ago did Moana come out before this? Because like, maybe the next movie, they'll Moana be like, was like was it? Moana was like, four or something years ago? It was yeah, more I mean, than Frozen 2 is the previous uh, princess, Disney princess, but um, yeah, I don't I don't know what the next one is. But uh, yeah, I, I think we're hoping for, I mean, Disney doing that. I, I, I mean, I'm hoping for a Disney prince. Like you made it, you brought up as a yeah. kind of joke before, but like, even if he's not gay, let's have a Disney prince. I'd, I'd love that. Yeah, I think. Yeah. So. Great. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, so h- how about, um, yeah, I mean, is, is there like, I think it'd be interesting to envision the more overtly romantic version of the movie. Like, I, I think um, pr- probably it's not like a huge central romance because I do think they're going for uh, not quite that. But yeah, maybe it's like there's like a kiss on the cheek when they're younger. Um, mm-hmm. There's like a more, more or, clearly. Or uh, tucking of the hair behind. Behind the ear, <laughs> and that's the, like when they meet, they hold hands that one time, and that's the only yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Do it more. <laughs> yeah, maybe there's maybe the the you know the flirting doesn't have to be in like uh, a made up word that they're saying as best friends, but really means something else. Maybe it's like more more clearly romantic. Maybe when they face off in in uh, in the middle of the movie, um, there's some sort of. Uh, some sort of a uh, big, big tension but it was touching so moment. There. It was that was part of why I love the fight scenes. I mean, just also the choreography was great. I'm assuming it was very realistic, <laughs> depending on the martial art they got. That scene was really up. good. And then at the end, they fight uh, right before the uh, the the big uh, the ending with the when they're like and under the sea. Oh, yeah, Mari flex her muscles. It's like Ooh. the yeah. animation. I, I think that that fight scene at the end is really good. I think that's that's the music the, the too during that fight was great. Mm-hmm. I just love all the fights. They're so good, but. Uh, You've yeah, mi- so, you have a point and then they, so the, in the end, uh, the cre- we see them in the credits. Um, they're at a din- there's like a dinner that they're doing, kind of like a post scene, and then they're the Ray and Amari are talking over dinner. So maybe you have some sort of epilogue, uh, romantic culmination too, just right at the end, whether it's like in in the, in the credits or like at the end of the movie. Um, yeah, well, Ali, what do you think of that? It's just like a slightly more romantically charged version of the movie. 
I think it would have been great. I don't really, I feel like, again, it, if they had more, like, sort of montage-ish scenes, or even ju- if it was longer, they could have made that work, too. And having it be explicit, but not, like, shoving it in your face explicit. Because, like, it's just people interacting. Like, people flirt with each other nonchalantly all the time, even if you're young or however old you are. Um, I don't know. I do really like the nicknames and the different made-up language. It, I thought it was really cute. And I had no idea what they were saying until after I watched it. So now I need to watch it again with that subtext. I was like, I mean, I knew I knew it was a nickname, but I wasn't really sure what it actually meant until yeah. after I looked yeah. it up. But I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, this is the thing. I feel like I don't know if that would have made it objectively a better movie, but I would have enjoyed it more personally. Mm. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. yeah. But if it were longer, I think it would have been objectively more mm. better. Yeah, maybe other much. criticisms we'd said are more directly tied to what we'd like from, from the meat of the movie. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, April, what about you? Uh, what, what, any any sort of revisions you envision? Mm. No Mafia Baby. What was it? Yeah. Not mafia. yeah. Okay, I mean, yeah. No I was talking about Ray and Amari. Sorry, you're talking about queer stuff. Yeah. I, I I mean, you know, me being me, I would have liked uh, if this was a, a grand romance movie and, uh, yeah. you know, this, this was, they, they... Yeah, listen, it if it was a queer romance movie, it would have been fantastic. We don't need another romance hetero movie. <laughs> I will yeah. say it's been a while uh, from uh, D- D- Disney's really been going against it recently. But um, but like you know. now is the time since you're doing all the gay subtext. If you made a gay romance movie, everyone mm, would love go it. Go back to the romance, but in uh, in not a traditional way. Yeah. yeah. In gay form. I'm sorry, April. Don't tell us. No, you... you're fine. No, I want to know what you would change, if anything. Uh, I think I would just I, I would give Raya and Namari more of a relationship. Then, and that doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be, you know, like romantic in any way. Just anything more. Because they did have, I mean, or they do have really great chemistry. And so just, and I think their sort of like banter and their back and forth is really something that I enjoyed throughout the entire movie. Um, and made it really, you know, very enjoyable for me. And so that was definitely something that I would, would have liked mm. to see. Yeah. more fleshed out yeah, but you I know so. we would have needed more time and that was not something disney wanted to give us <laughs> why not man we paid 30 dollars <laughs> right um, i need minutes or longer <laughs> yeah i know yeah I, th- I, th- I feel like it plays into our wanting just a more adult movie like more uh yeah. more ad- adult well, fleshed it, out romance and, as a component say, of that very, it's very odd coming off of soul yeah, because the soul is much more of a comedy. mature. Yeah, oh. it well, it's it's like a comedy, but it it also is. Handling... It's about adults. It's about mature yeah. subjects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think soul. You could argue soul is a similar problem with silliness in the middle. But um, yeah, I was going to point that out. I yeah, think, yeah, I think it's just a formulaic type thing that applies to all these movies. But I mean, for me at least, soul succeeds much more in spite of that. Um, I think I think due to it going more adult in in the at times when it's not being silly. Yeah. yeah. Agree. But the whole middle is just so goofy. And I also I kind of wanted to see more of Namari's mom because she was like the most sinister person even mm. if Namari was supposed to be like you saw like in the other tribes or whatever most people would have like a place where they kept the shard of the dragon soul she had it on a staff on her person all the time i was like that is sus as heck like also you are... smart like <laughs> yeah, yeah with like Ver- verana else. there 
there's really interesting things with Ron, I think, at the end with um, her deciding to to not encouraging uh, Namari to not trust uh, what Raya says, not go along with them. And yeah, I think I think that that's some really interesting stuff, but she's not much of a presence in the movie. So, yeah, uh, well, and I think the only reason why we believe she's such a suspicious character is because that is literally all that we're told about her at the beginning of the movie. And then we watch her daughter, you know, betray everybody essentially and and then like how do you not think that she's like you know i don't like that the kids were like blind to their parents not demands like teachings i guess for lack of a better term i don't know yeah their philosophies yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) doesn't seem natural but eh, they were in a time of weird i mean i guess like it's it's like i guess kind of positive when you compare like Raya and her father versus like Namari and her dad mm. or her mom, you know what I mean? Like they very much presented a like light versus evil kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm looking at the the remaining topics. I think we kind of did though. What songs would we put into Raya? I think the, uh... <laughs> well, the so, trust okay. song for sure. Trust the... song. Does also... Raya need a want song or does Namari need a want song? Namari uh... could, Ne- they need a collaborative yeah oh my god yes one duet. Song. and then sisu needs an introduction song for sure i thought i figured the trust song would go to her since she's the one shoving it in your face the whole movie um no i feel like there there would come like a uh like the dad song Oh, the dad song. Does Namari have a big uh, epic villain song? Does she not get that because she's not really the I villain? I thought the mom would yeah. have a villain song. That would be good. That would be a if good the, way to big, yeah, make the mom the a bigger mom, character. Yeah, if if the mom was the true evil villain. Okay, so because of that, now the the Drew need a villain oh, song. Yeah. Like a be prepared song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I like the drone getting a song. <laughs> would it be like just noises, or would it? Would be we English? would we really like Raya better if the drone were singing? Um, <laughs> it depends on what language they sing in. I guess yeah. like in Frozen, the trolls have a song. I guess that's the equivalent. Oh god, yeah. Well, I was gonna say, does Tuk Tuk get a song? Absolutely. Wait, not a lot of Tuk Tuk in this movie. Not okay. The only person who doesn't get a song are the Mafia Baby and the Monkeys, because. We, Boone also doesn't. Get I don't a think song. they can sing. I think that's well. Yeah, I guess if the dream I think sing, Boone would sing. have an interesting. Song. Yeah, Boone. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, kind of like a seafaring song. Ooh, and a then sea shanty. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. Sea shanty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would have been that would have been great and with the times. It would have been a duet between Boone and Sisu because. Oh, I like that one. Ah! <laughs> Put that on TikTok. We, we kind of- loved it. <laughs> um, oh my god yeah wait raya musical on tiktok every if, creators oh, if you're listening to this yeah. make it happen <laughs> yes it will happen right. like i mean we, yeah. they made a ratatouille musical and got actual Ratatouille. Yeah, that's, the, that's action. the news today yeah, the yeah ratatouille. Okay. Uh, so are we are we joking about this or would we genuinely no. have preferred if there were songs in this movie uh, i mean i don't know it's a good question i feel like again i don't know if it would have made the movie objectively better but it would have made my enjoyment higher yeah, I think I'm biased. I generally like musicals. I'm so a I musical think, person. Yeah. But I, I think yeah. it's what I said in the beginning. I like. I would have preferred if it went harder away from the musical or yeah. if it embraced it. Agree. Um, yeah. I was going to say, I think it, it, it would have to be like fully committed or not at all. And then it would have been an objectively better movie. Yeah. <laughs> a silliness would have made it objectively better. Yeah. Last question. Do we want Raya 2? I think like there's so much potential with everything that was set up that we've talked about. I, I would want that, but I no. 
I'm I just. Do we don't? Do we want to see the Ryan and Amari actually be romantic together? Yes. In the sequel? This is the question. They're gonna butcher it. That that it, and the other question is: Do we want like? I, I couldn't call it a prequel because it wouldn't be. But would we want like a story that would focus on Raya and Amari back and forth between those six years after? Everything went down. That, I was going to say earlier, that's a good point. I was going to say, like, I would have loved to have seen a little montage of those six years. I really don't understand what like, she was up to. At some, point she yeah. says, it's, at some point she says, oh, a few months ago you stole the thing from Fang. So what would she have yeah. to do before that? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I guess would have planning helped her characterization. Lots of, lots of questions. Yeah. But also, I mean, gay movie? Yeah. Why not? I don't think they, I don't know if they'd butcher it. We have to really see how the Owl House plays things out. I'm like That's waiting. Like, it, seems, it seems like we're on different timelines uh, with Owl House right now. Yeah. Considering what we got from this movie. I, um, I feel like if they're, the other like idea would be if we got a second movie is it would be focused solely on the dragons. Like Sisu and the dragons. And then that would be it. And then maybe like we'd get to see Raya and Namari. Yeah, we didn't talk much about the dragons. There's some dragon scenes here. Yeah, I was I was annoyed. Not really like annoyed, but like another complaint is that I wanted the other dragons to talk. At least in not in the flashback, I but like when they all come back to life. Right? And like I mean, they their personality was their magic. And like I thought at before they came back to life, I was like, okay, that's fine. That's justifiable. And then they came back to bring First of all, all the dragons came back to life to bring yep. Cece back to life. And I was like, okay, are any of them going to do anything? Is Nope. Uh, it just felt so rushed. The whole, the whole kind of dragon aspect of it seemed very... I don't know. You probably could have like taken it out and did something else at this yeah. almost. Like, I don't know. Like... I felt it needed more. Like, I, yeah. I liked the way that like they went through Sisu's siblings and have, were like, oh, this was my brother's or sister's magic. But like, you could have, it, I don't know, it, it probably wouldn't have worked well, but you could have been like, give a little flashback of each sibling re- interacting with her yeah. in the past. Like building those relationships because yeah. she would just be like, oh, this is my brother's magic. And then that w- would be it. That's yeah. all you hear about it. Like, Not you could like, have her just talking over, like, a five-second montage of him doing magic and her being like, oh, my God, it's magic. Or, yeah. Because the other thing, because especially what it was her brother was the one who would have the water droplets in the air. And then that's how she would sort of, like, move around in the sky. Because I was like, oh, I bet she can't fly. And that's how her, like, family. Yeah. I think it's cool when that comes together. Yeah. yeah. Because I, I had that moment, I was just like, this is how, like, this is how she gets to, quote unquote, fly. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise she probably couldn't. Because you don't see her fly up until that point. So, and I, like, I did, like, I, like, stood up and I was like, you guys, I figured it out. And everyone in the room's <laughs> like, okay, crazy lady, like, <laughs> sit back down and eat your popcorn. And I was like, okay. I did not go see this in a theater. <laughs> Let me clarify that. You can have popcorn at home. Yeah, I had popcorn at home. But also, what about the other dragons that weren't part of her family? Like, I want to know about them all. That yeah, to- yeah they, they showed like, the main dragon, was- but there were other dragons too, yeah. And like, all up in the background. At, w- at one point, Nam- uh, Namari went through a field of the dragons, but it wasn't that the same one that Rhea went through later. Um, you just have to piece together all this stuff. Like, you really don't just don't get into anything. I really like that scene, though, the animation. and it's Yeah, it looks really good, yeah. Music. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. More dragons. Uh, Ali, what are you, Allie, what are your final thoughts? Is it more dragons? <laughs> more dragons, more queer, less subtext. Um 
I don't know. I mean, I, I really enjoyed this movie in spite of its issues. I, I really always do enjoy Disney movies. Most, well, most of the time. I don't know. Not always, but it was great. I don't know if I want a second one, but I feel like we're probably going to get one because it's typically what happens when you don't want a sequel. So we'll see. <laughs> when you don't want I, a sequel. I mean, I, I'd, I I'd, be, I'd be surprised. We haven't seen a lot of sequels. I mean, Frozen was just so incredibly popular. So that right. gets a sequel. But that I don't think a music factor, I think, played a part in that. So yeah. the music was incredibly popular. So, yeah, I don't I don't. Yeah. And, you know, Ray is not going to end up uh, being in get the, the theater revenue we're not really gonna ultimately know probably how successful it is it could I'd, get i'm like dreading putting this out in the open but maybe like a, a series mini series oh oh yeah oh. yeah everything gets a D- disney plus series now yeah but how yeah. will it be will it be animated will it be live action i'm afraid dragon, to find out dragon prequel it'll be animated it'll be animated series. it'll be the dragon it'll be connected we're not to gonna get American the dragon somehow hopefully not, not gonna get the ryan amari dating series post no, uh, movie they would never <laughs> they would never treat us so kindly Dylan. ryan yeah, amari dating simulator game simulator game <laughs> so right, serious creators well like we said disney can do it on tv they can have uh, exactly gay people, yeah. but uh but, so like maybe we can really do it on like disney plus waters they're like We'll use TV as our playground, like our sandbox, yeah. and then yeah. I think it's I think it's probably not that calculated, but yeah, it's if anything, it yeah, feels that way because they're probably like at least with the TV you could turn it off or change a channel. I think which we assign terrible. a lot of um, intelligence and motive to these high higher workings, these companies, <laughs> and sometimes oh, not. Um, I think they're both at the same time. We could be giving them too much credit. Um, I don't in know. Some in some ways, yeah. Okay, uh, April. Final thoughts on Raya. Um. Yeah, as I said before, I definitely think everyone should check it out, if not to just marvel at how beautiful it is um, and enjoy all of the subtext and feel ways about it um, and want more. But yeah, I think also Disney yeah. Plus should make this accessible to people in Southeast Asia. That's my final thought. Oh, Yeah. That's, that's like the number one complaint, but that's also, not a movie complaint. That's a company complaint. If you find um, Tuck Tuck plushy, please let yes. me know. Oh my god! I I want uh, one. Also, do you I want, want a big one. one or a small one? I I personally Life-size want a big one. <laughs> Life size Tuck Tuck. Yeah, I personally want a big one, but I also want a small one because my one friend he loved little baby Tuck Tuck, and and I was like. I'm going to find a little baby Tuck Tuck plush and buy it for you. I, in my head, I'm thinking it. Um, <laughs> and I was like, and I'm going to give it to you and you're going to love it. So accept this fate. But I, I want a very large one. I think I think Disney will grant this wish, the merchandising they wish, and not the, the gay wish. But they'll grant, they will give <laughs> us the plushes. Yeah, anything that makes <laughs> I think no, they'll but do that. gays can make money. Disney. Once they figure that out, they'll be on board. They figure out that there's. <laughs> Telling you after made. the Lumity kiss, it's going to yeah. happen. Yeah. Once they see how successful, uh, yeah. Um, hopefully, yeah. I, 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 do, I know. Yeah, I had a lot of criticisms of this movie, and I think we talked a lot about what we might have liked better. But I do think it was really good and um, visually stand out. Really interesting. Um, so I, I appreciate that we're going kind of for this epic fantasy. I'd love to see kind of more similar attempts from from Disney. I mean, I'd you know, I'd love to see more uh going further into it, but just movies like uh, Raya I think are would be wonderful. So I, I I did really like really like Raya despite um yeah despite criticisms. Yeah. More movies about other cultures that aren't white American cultures. Yeah, I definitely think so. Yeah. And I think they've 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 been been doing that, at least attempting yeah. it. 
think they've, I mean, I, you know, we can't speak to that, but I hope they've done a good job. Yeah. I mean, basically uh, all non-American movies recently, right? Like even Frozen is like, uh, that's true. Yeah. Norway and stuff. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. So that's, I think going to do it for our Araya discussion. Let us know what you thought. Ryan Namari, leave a comment anywhere you're listening on YouTube on overlandmate.com on our discord. Um, and make sure to subscribe to our YouTube as we're having YouTube content, as I mentioned at the top, at uh, youtube.com slash overlyanimated. Consider supporting us on Patreon, patreon.com slash overlyanimated. Thanks to our current patrons, especially our Patreon podcast, Bob. And oh. thanks as always to our Patreon executive producers, Ryan, Steve Beatrice, Hume, Michael, Needle, and Phonition. Um, so yeah, speaking of Owl House, as of now, our next podcast will be on Owl House. On it's going so. so jarring. <laughs> Look, more Disney content coming your way. We're all craving it. Um, you know what you want. <laughs> yeah, we're overly more. animated, and you're watching Disney Channel. Oh yeah, basically, <laughs> basically, yeah. So there you go. Thank you, and I think that's gonna do it. Thank you for listening, guys. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.